What's our what's our cold open? Napoleon's plan. <laughs> levels, levels. Levels, levels. Okay, here we go. In 2007, the podcast duo was banished from the internet for crimes that they committed against good taste. These men promptly escaped to an undisclosed location. Today, still tolerated by several dozen people on a weekly basis, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem with branding, if no one else can help solve your tech issues, and if you can find them, seriously, no G, no space, maybe you can hire the Talking to Todd team. couple points one that's really good two uh light week at work um and (laughs) and c the only thing the only thing that i wrote down was podcasters of fortune i don't know what you think that is but but the one thing that this that this podcast has nothing to do with is fortune well it's it's us spending our fortune to do it isn't that what that means (laughs) You know what? I'm not sure that's the way that it was designed uh, in other areas, but that's exactly the way it's playing out. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd. It's a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, that's uh, that's T A Prince to you. <laughs> Love it when a plan comes together. I really thought you'd enjoy that. I, I was, so I, I drove Lucas. I drove, Lucas and I drove separately together over to Peoria to drop him off at Bradley. And I I was listening to a podcast, Gene Siskel, Roger, Roger Ebert podcast thing that, that I referenced before. Yes, that, that includes neither, neither Gene Siskel nor Robert Ebert. Roger Ebert, not Robert. Now, Robert Ebert was never a big part of the plan to begin with. <laughs> anyway, some some reference struck me as the the A team and um, the opening for that, and I went, "Hey, we always liked the A team growing up, and so many." I, I'm like, I can, I can, I can do this. So, and I thought you would get a kick out of that. Ah, and, and there's something about in the original A team. Uh, one of the things it was known for was as much gunfire as there was, nobody was actually ever hurt <laughs> by any gunfire. And and I think uh, it's safe to say in this version of the A team, uh, no joke is actually ever landed. 
Um, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of jokes flying out. There's a there's a lot going. Um, but at no Boom, point, it's just jokes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But at no point do they actually land. <laughs> Oh, uh, do you have any feedback this week? Um, well, oh yes. Yeah. So the one bit of feedback I have, um, is I, I was listening to last week's episode and this is what literally went through my, my head was I'm listening to the beginning of this. And I thought to myself, I feel so sorry for these guys. Cause they have no idea of the train wreck that's approaching them. <laughs> listen, listen to them. It, it, Anybody else that's any, anybody else that's listening or us, us, the two of us. I'm just oh. I feel literally, it's just the two of us. I'm listening to us. I'm listening to the beginning and going, oh yeah, that was pretty good. They have no idea what the next two and a half hours is going to be for them. Oh, uh, how about you? Any feedback? At one point, I said, "There's going to be so much editing." And Amy says, yeah, this should have been a little more. (laughs) Could have used a little Um, more editing there. Yeah. Thought crossed my mind too. Um, (laughs) I I will. Oh, I did have one other piece of feedback. However, you, you did make, um, I, I, I did receive some feedback that you did make a cardinal sin of editing. Um, when you whooshed the entire, um, quiz, which by the yes. way, good decision, Thank good you. decision. We can all agree on that. However, you started off with a question, I believe who is the world's fastest man? Yeah. And then you whooshed after that. And at no point in the rest of the episode, did you answer the question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which for some people is, I don't even care, but I need to know (laughs) (laughs) if you ask the question, you'd better answer the question or whoosh the whole thing. So anyway, feedback for, for, for the record, um, actually the world's fastest man is still Usain Bolt. There you go. Now, the way this could have looked better is if you would have said, if you want that answer and more tune in next week, and then it's a promo. <laughs> it's not too late. I can still edit it. <laughs> hey, if you want that answer and more, um, there's a bunch of other, um, actuallys. I mean, again, last week was such a train wreck. We're, we're sorry, toddlers. They can't all be winners. Um, actuallys, um, actually we record before the latest episode of Schmigadoon drops. Have you watched it? Did you uh, watch the, we, we have not, we, we haven't. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know how we said, you know, the songs kind of sound familiar, but I can't exactly place them. Yes. Did you get to the episode where they, um, where they do the rip off of do re mi? I believe we did sound of music. Yes. Okay. That song, we know exactly where the melody came from. Yes. Yeah. That one, that and, one we can place. And, and it's now past corn pudding <laughs> on amazing songs from Schmigadoon. <laughs> so there's that. You said, 
when you were letting the feds know that I wasn't pirating any yes. appropriate, inappropriate, Lucas's order of Peacock actually hit my credit card. So oh. technically, technically, I'm still okay. I think. Oh, okay. So then last week's episode was more important for Lucas than it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying. That's yeah. Good point. All right. Uh, and I said mass hysteria. No, I said mass pandemonium. The line is mass hysteria from Ghostbusters. So I apologize for that. I, I, that, 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 I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that we can, um, I don't know that we can forgive that one. I mean, come on. That's, um, let's see. Uh, we, we, we kind of dipped into the other podcast there for a minute with the Gitter story. <laughs> well, yes, we did. If, if folks, if you have not been listening to the other podcast, the other podcast is, is really all of that. So, if 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 you want more of that kind of content, you should tune into the other podcast. Just gonna leave that there. <laughs> no pod, no cast. That's how you find it. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then you said that the Cleveland Guardians are gonna play hardball with a baseball team. Yes. Did you intend to? Did you intend to say that? Is it is it funny? Isn't it ironic? I was just going to say, if if it's funny, then yes, I intended it. Yes. But do you have anything you need to clean up, or any uh, um actually? Well, uh, um, no. This is actually this is just a a, a follow up to something we talked about a few a uh, few weeks ago, and what we're watching. Um, so. Uh, there was a there was a there was a piece in Entertainment Weekly by Darren Franich, who took offense at the uh, at the Emmys nominations. Okay, he is perfectly fine with Girls Five Eva not being nominated for Best Comedy because there's a lot of stuff in that category. Sure, he, he's also fine with. I believe none of the none of the actresses were nominated. Again, there's a lot of stuff out there. However, it didn't even get a single nomination for original musics and lyrics category. And for this, Darren is mad. Um <laughs> I'm just going to quote from his uh from his Entertainment Weekly art, uh, article under the awardist, um, you can understand nominating WandaVision sensation Agatha all along. Okay. And buzzy sure. tunes from the boys and Bo Burnham inside. But none of the billions of humans who watch the Queen's Gambit remember its song. And with all due respect to the now 12-time nominee Mark Scheiman, how could the Academy ignore I'm Afraid, Dawn's Song of Fears? That lyric primal scream sounds like a great Sarah Bareilles piano song because it literally is. <laughs> so he's 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 annoyed that the show with 
those kind of songs can't even get nominated. By the way, Dwayne, could you right now, because we both watched The Queen's Gambit, could you right now hum The Queen's Gambit song? <laughs> chess is good. Chess is fun. Bangkok, was that, was, was Oriental that City, where the city don't know, where the city ain't. Nope, that's not it. Nope, sorry. Nope, nope I don't. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. No. Anyway, so there pills, you go. Pills, 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 pills. Was that it? No? No? Okay. The, the good news is um, we don't have to cut that out because you didn't violate any copyrights at all with any of that. Nope. No. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody has gone to the trouble of copywriting any of that. <laughs> Uh, second, for the record, second week in a row, we've referenced Bo Burnham. That's what Not I thought. It's getting, getting a little weird here. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that All ironic? Right. Um, let's see. Okay, so where are we at? Close follow-up? Yep. Awesome. Oh, by the way, there's one more piece. Did you happen to get an email from me Sunday or Monday to the feedback at talking to Todd.com email address. No, you must not have, because I should have also seen that, uh, as I'm listening to this, you asked our listeners, I have no idea when we get to this point when we might be 30 minutes in, when you get to this point, email us at feedback at talking to Todd.com and tell us how far in we are. So I sent an email to feedback at talking to Todd.com subject line. 43 minutes body blank. <laughs> I got a text actually <laughs> from Doug Wilkinson. You are 43 minutes in when asking for your timestamp, no sponsor <laughs> necessary on this one freebie, but Dan should really be sending you a check. <laughs> uh, what the hell brought to you by DJ go Cedar Valley. <laughs> Is At that, this point, why not? Dwayne, he Dwayne, didn't put that, that in. I just, I just threw in a free plug. Why not? Quick, quick question on DJ to go. Um, is yeah. the, is that the Cedar Valley's four star DJ service? No, no, no. Mm. Five star. Oh. Five star DJ service. Good to know. <laughs> All right, should we move on to idiots nominations for idiot of the week? Oh, sweet lord, is this category full? Let's see. Um, looks like you've got These, you've got one. Yeah, are these are these quick hitters this week? Yeah, yep. We kind of did a bunch of quick hitters last week. Yep. With this, you know what? At this point, we're just going we're going for quantity, not quality. <laughs> always did you see? This, always successful on this show. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> did you see the um, fan that ran out onto the field at Dodger Stadium? And he's I being did. chased around, chased I around. I, no, I did not. And he's running away from the cops that are trying to tackle him. And he goes towards the wall and he gets close lined by the ball girl. <laughs> he's an idiot for running out onto the field. And the ball, ball girl gets serious props for taking him out. And maybe should get at least an invite to camp from the Rams to see about playing middle linebacker. Oh, hey, somebody that can tackle. Quick, sign her up. After I watch that video, I think to myself, hmm, not her job 
tackles fan. I wonder if she gets called in and lectured about whether or not you should do that. Which just seems wrong if it happened. But invariably, welcome to 2021. Meh, probably. Or or gets called in. Listen, that was dangerous. It's outside your job. Let the professionals handle it. We can't have you doing that. That's we're gonna have to put that. That's a mark down your on your record. All right, we're officially done. Here's a gift card for two hundred fifty bucks. Nice stuff. <laughs> Good work. Don't do it again. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, realistically, if uh, if somebody else is thinking about, it, they're gonna they're gonna do a little drinking, then they're gonna go on Dodger Field and they're gonna run out there. Uh, they're they're gonna think twice. Not because of security, <laughs> but because of her. Yeah, that's fair. Go ahead. Um, let's see. A couple of quick hitting uh, football. So uh, training camp is opened for uh, for NFL teams, which means um, this whole section, 80 of the week. Now the NFL starting back up again is going to get a lot busier. Um, we will <laughs> we'll try to <laughs> we'll we'll try to keep it pretty quick. Uh, my team, the uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, this is, I, I'm hoping that they did this with a wink and a nudge, kind of like, we know how stupid this is. They sent out a tweet yesterday that announced our unofficial depth chart is here. So we're a week into training camp. Okay. And the depth chart isn't a real thing anyway. I mean, it's not like it's binding, right? right? But right. this is yeah. the unofficial one. <laughs> Oh, oh, good. I was, I was, I was hoping the unofficial depth chart would, would be released. It's, I always look forward to big day on the calendar. Uh, Speaking of teams releasing and making announcements and releasing things that absolutely make no difference, um, the Royals last week released their 2022 schedule, which is the official notice that the 2021 season is over. Oh, I thought the <clears throat> I thought the Royals' official notification that the twenty one season was over was opening day first pitch. <laughs> no, no, no. They started out on a tear. Ten days later, they tanked and oh, okay. haven't made it back up. But okay, th- that that first week and a half that was pretty good. Sorry. By the way, I'm going to throw in an extra one in here, um, sticking with football, because the Broncos thing reminded me of another one, and this is right up your alley. Um, I was looking through my news service today, and uh, the the first week of full slate of preseason NFL games is this weekend, and yeah. there was a headline that said, um, all the betting lines you need to know for Broncos versus Vikings. And my thought is, there are betting lines for week one NFL preseason games, who who's putting money on that? Like, wh- I, what are you even betting on? I it, it it's it's all prop bets. How many snaps does the first team quarterback take? Uh, how many dropped passes will there be? How many missed tackles will there be? Will there be a kickoff return for a touchdown in the first half? In the second half? In both halves, the, the, that's the they're, they're, that's your bets. I'm not I'm not going to make a value judgment on sports betting in general, 
what I'm going to tell you is if you're placing actual money on sport on sports betting in NFL preseason games, that's a sign you may need some help. I'm just that's that's probably that's 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 your trigger warning right there. One eight hundred bets off. <laughs> Public service announcement. Hey, uh, I wonder what the over under is. CBS on how many I wonder how what the over under is on how many people will call that line during week one of the NFL. Now I take you I take some odds on that. Um the other one just from NFL, really quick. Again, this is this is NFL adjacent. This doesn't you don't this has nothing to do with sports. Um the Houston I mean, it, it, it has something to do with sports because it's a sports team, but it's not it has nothing to do with like the on field thing. Um the Houston Texans, um, who are now being run by a person who uh, spent most of their career in the Patriots organization, has now come over. Um, okay. On on Wednesday, as as which is the day that we are recording this, um, they announced that they would end training camp early and switch to regular season mode on the following day. Which the difference, and you're like, what does that mean? The difference yeah. is. In training camp, all of your practices have to be open to the media. Once you go into regular season mode, then you can exclude the media from almost all of your practice. I think you have to have like an open little session, but then you can shoo them out. But during training camp, it has to be open to the media. So the Texans came out and said, effective tomorrow, we're done with training camp, even though they haven't even played a preseason game yet, and we're switching to preseason mode. So no more media practices. Within a couple of hours, the NFL issued a statement stating per NFL rules, all daily practices must be open in their entirety to local media through August 26th. (laughs) Hey guys, guess what? (laughs) So that's not a thing. And no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just find that funny. Like, you know what? We found a loophole. NFL? No, you didn't. <laughs> just you can say it all you want. It, it all it also shows when the NFL the NFL actually can enforce rules when they want to. So okay, so before we get any further, I gotta text you this because this is this is neither this isn't follow-up or feedback. This is, oh, sweet Lord. Amy and I are running errands on Saturday morning. And we're down by her office. And we come around the corner and she's like, oh, sweet Lord. They have branded the area that her building is in now on the east side of Des Moines. as <laughs> the market district. M R K T in a square box. Well, okay. I'm looking at this. I, if it was technically not to get a lawyer on you, it's in a rectangular box. If it was in a square box, they'd be hearing from our lawyers. I don't know that we can, I don't know that we can get no vowels rectangle. Oh, we're but, Okay. But somebody, somebody is definitely, you know, Amy says we don't know anything about branding. And yet, all of our branding ideas seem to be be being picked up everywhere. Well, not all, most, some, occasionally. 
a couple, a, a few, but yeah. Do we have any tech corner problems that we needed to solve this week? Well, um, this this one this one just sorry this one uh, I was looking through all my notes. Uh, this this one's a good one. Um, Uber asked contractor to allow video surveillance in employees' homes and bedrooms. Excuse me, what? what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that like that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, like, look, <laughs> like, like, I don't. I this is one of those where tell you what, if you want me to get to, if you want me to read a headline instead of saying the ten things you won't believe or you won't, you won't believe what this person looks like now, just say something like this that goes. That doesn't even sound right. Um. <laughs> so apparently, uh, Uber. You can call Uber on the phone. I don't know for why. Um, and they have uh, they have a contract. If their their call center is just operated through Teleperformance, I don't know if you've you've heard of that company. Um, nope. They 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 do tell they do they do call center stuff for tons and tons and tons of country uh, companies. And um, a lot of the a lot of the people that use Teleperformance ask the teleperformance to like record the screen of the person and even keystrokes and record how many calls they're taking per hour. And there's issues about like, if you log off to go use the bathroom, like how long are people not taking calls and all of that kind of stuff. But Uber, Uber put in the new contract that they wanted to be able to use to require that teleperformance would put cameras. So, so not just recording the screen and keystrokes, they also want to place cameras on the computer to observe the person who is taking the calls and record that. It also requires employees to share biometric data. Mind you, these are employees that are just answering the phone. They have to have a camera on. And they also have to share biometric data like fingerprints and photos of themselves. And workers have to agree to share all of that data and images that may include children under 18 who are in their own homes. As as the story goes on, a lot of people who are doing call center work may not potentially have a lot of space in their house. So the computer may be set up in their bedroom. So if you want to keep your job and work for teleperformance on the Uber contract, you have to put a camera on the computer in your bedroom that the company can control to monitor you or don't, don't take that job. Um, now you might, you might think, well, is that standard practice? And according to this, um, other companies that use it, such as Amazon and Apple, said they did not ask teleperformance for this extra monitoring. And Apple spokesperson said the company forbids video monitoring of its employees. Not away, Apple. So, so, so Apple again. Apple's got all sorts of problems, but Apple says whatever you do, don't video our employees, especially in their bedroom. And Uber's like, got to get me some of that. <laughs> So, uh, so what are you watching this week? So we watched a, um, a, a movie on Netflix, uh, three episodes. Um, 
and it's called Murder Among the Mormons. And it's about okay, about three episodes long. But <laughs> in the uh, in the nineteen eighties, there was there were some interesting things going on in Salt Lake City, and uh, there's some there's some forgery stuff that goes on. But Salt Lake City had uh, was sort of taken aback by a series of bombings that killed multiple people. And this show tells the story of all of that over over these three episodes. But it was interesting to me just from a watching a documentary. But we happen to have somebody um, who is affiliated with this podcast who actually uh, this wasn't just a oh, that's an interesting show um, had had like an up close and personal view of the events in this movie. So, uh, really? I I, yes. So, um, I thought I'd bring in Lisa to talk just a little bit about, um, well, again, for me, it's an interesting show for her. She, she, she saw, she sees this show as something different. So, um, Hey, welcome Lisa. And, uh, do you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about there? Yeah, oh, Hey Lisa. Do you want to talk <laughs> a little bit about murder among the Mormons? Um, I would love to. So um, in the early 80s, I want to say 85 now. I, I can't really remember. I should know. And since we just watched it, I really should know. But um, my father and uh, my stepmother had a law practice in Salt Lake City, and I worked for them at the time. And I would go into work every morning around 6.15 and work till about noon and then leave for a while to go to school and come back and really... Um, a typical office building in Salt Lake. And um, so it was October. It was October 13th, uh, as I recall. Um, I lived in an apartment and about 7.15 in the morning, I hear this pounding on my door, like hysterical. And uh, it's my mother. And I guess that morning, someone had set a bomb in my office building um, exactly one floor above us. So the office that would have been directly above us. And the reason my mother was so afraid was that I used to go into this building very early before anybody else every morning, get some work done, leave for school. I would come back and forth two and three times. And this bomb had um, gone off and killed someone. But as it turned out later, um, someone had literally we found out the guy who had done the bombing was in the elevator. Somebody had seen him in the elevator talked to him. He put a package down and then um, left it in the hallway. And then the person came and picked up the package and that's how he was killed. But um, it's always really struck me. I was, I remember turning on the news and the only reason I wasn't at work that day is I was sick. Any other day, the odds of being in the elevator with this guy or being, or seeing that package were astronomically high and we turned on the news and I see my dad on the news and my stepmom and all the people I work with. And um, so it's always really, and we knew the guy above us. Um, it was really sad. He was a really great guy. Um, and then Salt Lake, if you watch this, it's a really interesting story. Salt Lake was kind of crazy. Another bomb went off later that day, a couple of hours later, and another one, I believe two days later. And people were really afraid because at that time they didn't know what was going on. But the fact that it was so close and that any other day, if I hadn't had a cold, I, who knows what would have happened. So um, I've always really followed the story. And then the fact it was really kind of fun to watch 
this documentary where I worked and to see the old police cars. And I, and I was staying to Todd, oh, look, and all these things that have changed so much. Salt Lake is a completely different place than it was in the early 80s. But um, really interesting. And that's my connection to it. And um, a sad story, but an interesting story. There you go. <laughs> if, if you didn't have a tie to Salt Lake City like the two of you do and the long tie that you've got, would you still recommend it? Was it worth the three episodes? I think it is. I think it's a much bigger story. Um, he got caught doing something that was very tied to the LDS church. but um, So it was about a forger. Turns out this guy forged things for years. Like We have no idea. There could be documents from the Revolutionary War that he forged. Like He got caught with the Mormon thing, but it, he had done so many other things. And um, I think it's very interesting. I think it would be interesting to people who don't have the tie to Salt Lake. I mean, it helped. And that's why I stopped to look at it because we were kind of looking around. But um, I still think it would be an interesting, you know, it's three 45-minute episodes. It's not going to, you know, take forever to watch. But I do think it's interesting and to see how they um, followed him through and some of the things he did. Yeah, I would I would say it's, um, yeah, even if you don't have any ties to it, it it's, a, it's a fascinating story. Um, really there's some interesting twists and turns. Um, it makes, it makes a great, it's, it's sort of a great murder mystery, you know, which apparently people seem to like, uh, but there's also this other stuff that's all wrapped up into it. And, um, yeah, I would say, uh, it's, it's quite, it's, uh, it's quite a, I was going to say enjoyable story. I don't know. It's <laughs> enjoyable is the right word. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, that's told very well. So, uh, yes. Um, and if anybody watches it and then has any questions about, uh, about any of it, um, you know, uh, feedback at talking to Todd.com and, uh, and then we can have Lisa on and we can answer, we can answer any of those, uh, any of those questions. As, as opposed to the original suicide squad, which was not a very good story and not told very well. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's one way to go with your big budget thrillers. I, I will say, so last week I set this up, however. So last week you were talking about, you were talking about watching the films that made us season two Jurassic park. Yes. And you made the comment about you had to stop and back up to see a scene. And you're thinking, wait, I think I know that place. And then you pull up a, you pull up a photo on your phone and it's, it's a place that, that, that you and your dad have golfed. Right. And, and you, you spotted that. Okay. That's cute. That's a cute story. That's, that's adorable that you went to all that work. Um, poor Lisa had to deal with, poor Lisa had to deal with a lot more than that. Um, while watching this, because the other thing, uh, the other thing is there are, there's a lot of interviews because everybody, a lot of people who are around are interviewed in this, including there's a couple of people that are like, this guy isn't even real, but he is. Um, and they've got, they, they interview them in some amazing areas. Like the backdrop behind them is just this incredible architecture. So part of the entire time, Lisa and I are looking at this going, where do you think that they filmed that? Right. And well, we had some ideas on a couple and I threw out like, Ooh, an idea or whatever. And like, hmm, that's really weird. Oh, I bet you I know where that is. And most people, most normal people would leave it at that and move on to the next show. Most well, most normal, well-adjusted people would just 
would the just operative throw, word being normal here. Would throw out an idea and go, yeah, I bet you that's it. And then move on with their life. I sense a butt coming. Yeah, but but Lisa, do you do you want to explain what happened in our household as this as we're watching this? So Todd has to get out the laptop and he starts googling and he starts looking for pictures and about and looking at all these different places. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is on the campus at the U because this building. And he looks all around, and about 45 minutes later, he turns the laptop to me and he says, "See this coving above this room? Don't you think it's that room they were?" <laughs> interviewing this guy in and Todd had figured it out that the only architecture that that could possibly be because it was it's very unique um was in the Masonic Temple in Salt Lake I don't know how he got there but that's where he got there but the first one he literally figured it was the same room by the it's not Wayne's coating but you know the stuff right around the top of the ceiling very ornate and they had changed the room around a little but Todd's like look at this and look at the screen (laughs) so 45 minutes later Todd had Figured it all out that they used multiple rooms in the Masonic Temple. I would have been okay not knowing, just so you know. Um, but uh, it made Todd happy. He slept better that night, I'm pretty sure. Well, so. okay. So once I figured out that there's a couple of rooms that I could easily match up, then I started looking at the other interviews they did. And one of them, I said, oh, if you look out the window behind this person, we thought it was it was maybe up at the university because we both worked up there and it, it looked very similar. And I thought, hmm. So then I get Google I get uh, Google Street View out, and then I start taking a look at the buildings around the Masonic Temple, and then I look, and then I can see what the building looks like next to just to the west of the Masonic Temple, and then I go back and I compare that to the interview and go, wait. This brick pattern matches. Okay, so they shot this one here as well. Then I move on to the next one, and I look and I think, okay, this one is very interesting, and it's got a set of curved windows. So then I use Google Street View to go all the way around the Masonic Temple, and I determined that it was not shot in the Masonic Temple because I could not find any exterior windows with those same level of arches that are in this interview. So I don't know where that one was. And at that point, now we're now we're like an hour into this, and I decided this is the point where I have to let this go or it starts becoming a problem. This is my life, Dwayne. <laughs> This is what we do for fun in this house. Do you remember at the beginning of the show where you asked me whether or not I had a lot of free time at work this week? Yeah. 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 Just, I did. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, this is all on my same, time. This is, same, this is how I, no, this is this is how I spend my time. No, no, no. This was but but Dwayne, I will just say this is how we know Todd and I are compatible. After he gave up on the other one with the arches, I'm like, oh, I lived in Salt Lake a long time. I think I know what building this is. <laughs> and I think I was right. It was a little, um, but I'm just like, okay, obviously I do some of the same things he does, but not to the extent that he does. <laughs> well, you let him search for an hour and then you just swoop in for the last five minutes. Yeah. This After is, he does this, all the hard work. You, you know the feeling, huh? <laughs> I I do know the feeling. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, 
This is a nice little drop-in. Thanks, Lisa. Excellent. Thanks for having me. You guys uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, recording, and I'll uh, talk to you soon. Sounds good. Catch Thanks. you later. Bye. So, so what else are you watching this week? Um, we watched, and I want to make sure, sorry, let me make sure I get this right. So we watched on Netflix a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. It tells a story, at least as, as, the, uh, as the film finished being made, there is one and only one blockbuster in the entire world still operating. Do you know where that is? Why do I want to say Alaska? Well, you want to say Alaska because on a John Oliver show a couple of years ago, he yeah. heard that there were only four blockbusters left and three of them were in Alaska. And so he bought memorabilia from the Russell Crowe. I just yes. got divorced auction and he sent the movie memorabilia, including a leather yes. jock strap yes. and display cases to the blockbuster in Anchorage to help them be a draw. So that people would come into the blockbuster. Did it help? It did not. They closed. <laughs> However, all of that merchandise was then moved to the last blockbuster, which is in Bend, Oregon. It is still open as according to Google, it is still open. Um, by the way, it, in Google reviews, it has, it has 4.9 stars and 3,531 reviews. The interesting thing about this is, so they've got lots of people talking about Blockbuster and the history of Blockbuster. And and for people of a certain age, it's a very, like, and when I say people of a certain age, sometimes that means something. What I mean is people like our age who had Blockbuster, right. who grew up, like, who went to Blockbuster. Like, this is, we're the target audience for this. Um, and people talking about it. And also talking about, actually, they had the former CFO of Blockbuster um, because everybody said, oh, Blockbuster went bankrupt because of Netflix. And the CFO mm -hmm. explains, nope, nope, had nothing to do with Netflix. Um, I can tell you why it went out, uh, but it wasn't Netflix. Uh, I'm just leaving that as a teaser. Um, see, that's how you do teasers. Okay, so it is. If, if, if you remember going to Blockbuster, if you have fond memories about Blockbuster on Netflix, it's the last, the last Blockbuster. What I will tell you is, on, the thing hold, hold 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 on it's on netflix yeah there is some, there's some irony there yes it is the, sh the, the film is on netflix yeah uh-huh okay sorry please proceed yeah so arguably the reason why blockbuster went out of business wasn't netflix but the only way to learn how it went out of business is to watch netflix <laughs> yeah okay um so what are you watching? Sorry. What am I watching? Yeah. Um, well, this is, I guess I'll start with, it's not what I learned, but I did learn it related to what we're watching. I learned that my sister doesn't listen to talking to Todd. Be because in the middle of the week, she texts me, Hey, I watched Shamega Dune like you told me to. It was really awesome. What else should I watch? I'm like, 75 weeks of this and we're recommending stuff. I am. You are. We both are. Our guests are. I it, I bet we've recommended 250 things over the last year and a half. No, that's not true. 
we've 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 referenced 250 things yeah that we're watching some of them are recommendations the for yeah some of them are recommendations some of them are simply informing you what we're watching and some of them yep. are anti-recommendations yeah some of some are warnings right right i watched Sweet it so Lord, you don't, don't watch to. that <laughs> yeah. yeah like we took one <laughs> we watched all the train videos so you don't have to <laughs> Oh, that's not a bad, that's a, that's a pretty good slogan. If I drop all the vowels though, that gets pretty long. <laughs> so my sister's not listening to talking to Todd. That's all right. I'll get over it. Um, we have now started season six of Schitt's Creek. On, on the rewatch. Yep. On the rewatch. Well, my rewatch, Amy's first watch. Right. Okay. Which means we saw a little bit of Lexus and we saw the cabaret performance. Well, actually, Amy saw the cabaret performance. She watched it while I was in Peoria. But um, so we're, we're watching that. Um, lots of lots of uh, rinse and repeat stuff here in this category for me this week. It, last week I talked about Tattoo Redo. Yes. Okay, so now I'm watching this with her. Last week I was just in the room. Now you're all in. Now I'm apparently all in. Yeah. Um, I still can't recommend it. But you're watching it. Well, yeah. Again, Um, again, the category isn't what are you recommending? It's what are you watching? Yep. By the way, did see. um, uh, So last week. Uh, episode three of Ted Lasso dropped. Yeah. Um, fantastic episode. I thought, Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I did read, I read something from, uh, is it, is it Brendan hunt? Is that who plays coach beard? Yes. So he said last year when they dropped Ted Lasso, they dropped the first three episodes and then they went to weekly. So they wrote season two under the under the assumption that the first three episodes of season two would be dropped altogether and that you could watch them back to back to back and then go into oh. weekly. So he said, they're all standalone episodes, but if you happen to watch them all together, that is how they were written to sort of get you from point A to point B. And when I read that, I thought that explains a lot. Just the first couple of episodes uh-huh. of season two are a little different or whatever. And then by season, by the episode three, you're, you're back, you're, you're back into, you know, you're sort of back into uh, the, the Ted Lasso vibe. And uh, anyway, Turns out they 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 wrote it with us with a thing in mind, and um, that's not the way it happened. Anyway, there you go. Uh, and we're also still watching RuPaul's All Stars, and have been uh, admonished for spoilers. So yeah. Yeah, so last week is probably the first time in recorded history that the two of you got to watch an episode of RuPaul ahead of us. Uh-huh. We're sitting here minding our own business. We get a text message. 
from you. Again, it's from you talking about (laughs) that you have some thoughts on the looks on the runway, (laughs) which is just fantastic. And Lisa and I are like, what's he doing? What's he doing? What? We haven't even, you're an hour ahead of us and suddenly you're just, here here comes some spoilers. (laughs) And I, I believe what I wrote was, Someone needs to have an original idea on the runway. Criminy. That's that's not a spoiler. It's just a complaint, generically about could be about anything. That could be very much leading towards a spoiler, however. Right now, you're now you're approaching Spoilerville. Like you're getting close. It's also careful. It's also a very strong take about drag queens' uh, runway wear, but you know. And and your response was, huh, I wonder what Dwayne's talking about. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then when we watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see what Dwayne's saying. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I now know the part he's referring to. Oh, and I will say to your point, you're not wrong. Like, you, you weren't wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say, we could have a spinoff of the least popular <laughs> RuPaul Drain race recap show (laughs) (laughs) sorry anyway go ahead last thing podcasts that we're listening to um one of the things that i regularly listen to is pop culture happy hour it's an npr yeah joint um the things that they talked about this week were the suicide squad which we watched the suicide squad not suicide squad the suicide squad let's make that that clear was that filmed in ohio Sorry. As well as they talked about the Siskel and Ebert podcast that I'm listening to and um, another show that I'm also watching. I'm like, well, this is just anyway. Sorry. Um, Yeah. All all kinds of stuff. I, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but for you to point out, that you are the exact demographic of an NPR show isn't shocking to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So we're at the farmer's market on Saturday and I was listening to NPR and suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not wrong. Did uh, other other than the fact that I'm amazingly redundant, did you learn anything this week? <laughs> That's probably not news either. A number of months ago, when when we were hoping that everything was going to be better, just everything was going to be better, we got the bright idea that we should book some travel for the fall. And And what we thought was... If we shoot for the end of September, beginning of October, we could we could get a trip in that maybe would would sort of slide in before anything would get worse, maybe around the holidays. And there were some amazing deals at the time because um, airlines and other places were trying to get people to come back. And so things were on massive sales. And so we got some really good deals on some international travel 
that at the time seemed like a really good deal. What I what I've learned this week is no amount of reading of the news is preparing me for international travel at the end of September. Um, <laughs> here's a story. Everything's going to be fine. Here's a story. Everything is not going to be fine. Here's a story. Everything looking good. Another story. Everything's going to look really bad. Literally a story today. Should you cancel your vacation plans? The answer? It depends. Four minutes. Not helping. <laughs> oh, you got me with that one. Um, anyway, uh, planning travel right now. What I've learned is uh, you, you want to, at one point, Lisa and I had this discussion, which was, we're going to put more time and effort into figuring out if we can go on this vacation than we are going to actually spend on vacation. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it is it funny? Not to us. Uh, <laughs> should it be funny Content. for other people? Yeah, yeah. It really should be. It should be really funny. <laughs> time plus proximity <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway um around the end of september beginning of october we're either going to have to adjust our recording schedule somehow or not <laughs> and, and and when will i know that i don't know end of september <laughs> beginning of october who knows <laughs> by the way here's also what i've learned you know you're having a hell of a week when you are spending multiple hours reading through travel insurance documents. Not the marketing documents, mind you, and not the ones that say, here's what's covered and here's what's not covered. The ones that are written by the lawyers and you're reading through that, trying to understand all of the clauses. Oh. Once you get to that point, that's what makes you reconsider whether or not this is much of a vacation. Anyway, um, by the way, not good reading. I would not recommend. I would not recommend reading insurance policies. <laughs> what are you reading? Insurance policies. <laughs> what are you recommending? Not insurance policies. Yeah. Nope. 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 Oh. So anyway, uh, we thought we did a really good thing a few months ago, and now we're uh, we're now now it's providing hours and hours of entertainment for somebody. Um, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know. How about you? What are you? Uh, what have you learned this week? Quick hitters. Um, number one, I stumbled across this fact. The last time that the Iowa Hawkeye football team lost a game by double digits was September of 2018. Can you believe that? I literally, like, I'm like, uh, can I believe it? Um, huh? mm. you know, yeah, it nothing. seems like... <laughs> I mean, because these are teams that the collective wisdom is they're supposed to be really good, but they've kind of underperformed, but have they haven't lost very many games and they haven't gotten blown out of the ones that they did lose. The last time was to number 17, Wisconsin, back in September of 2018. So for all of basically all of 2018, 19, the shortened 2020 season, Three full seasons now, they've lost one game by double digits. I don't know. I just kind of thought that was interesting. Sports adjacent kind of. 
Um, item two, free means gone. I had a collection of office chairs in the basement that had retired and they just kind of too good to throw away, not good enough to keep, can't really fit them in my trash bin. Uh, Lucas would have a bunch of people over to play Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, and they would kind of sit around in them and use them, but you don't want to sit in them for more than, you know, an hour or so because they get uncomfortable. So Amy's like, these have got to go. I posted two black office chairs on Facebook at 530 tonight. Before we started recording, both of them gone because I said free office chairs and I had, kid you not, seven responses of people wanting these office chairs for free. Hey, you know what? If you can come pick it up tonight, you bet. Absolutely. And they're gone. Gone, gone, gone. Free means gone. Um, And I guess thirdly, and I'm not exactly sure what to make of this. Maybe you can help me out. So I'm driving over to Peoria, right? And I see something in the median up ahead on the left. I get closer and I can see that it's a horse trailer in the median. Just the trailer. Pretty beat up. And as I'm passing, the last thing I see is a for sale sign on the side of it. What I'm not sure of, I guess, is there was an accident to the point where the trailer was damaged to the point where somebody said, do you want it towed? Nope. Got a for sale sign right here. Hang that puppy on and off you go. I, I, I don't know. Were they hauling it to try to sell it somewhere? I mean, I, there's a story here. Or did they just abandon it and hang the sign and say, good enough? Well, and I'm a, I'm a little, yeah, you know, the order of operations here is kind of important. Like, what I also want to know is, so there's a for sale sign, to your point. So we know that a for sale sign went on it at some point, and mm-hmm. it was abandoned in the middle of a, of a road in, in the median. That happened. And it's a horse trailer. At some point, there was may or may not have been a horse riding in that. Or multiple, yes. Or multiple. Which makes me wonder in what order did those, like, how did that all, yes. Um, I'm not sure that you're allowed to sell your stuff in the median of a road. I don't think so. So I think as a public service, as you just pointed out, what you should have done is pulled over, flipped the sign over and written free and they drove away. And that trailer would have been gone. <laughs> Roads cleaned Just up. Combine those two things. Very smart. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. If they post it on Facebook, it's gone quicker than that. So we had uh, years ago, we were having a moving sale as we were moving from one house to the other. And we sold a bunch of stuff. And at the end of the day, we still had a bunch of stuff that had, wasn't sold yet. And we were like, what do we do with all this stuff, right? And we could pack it all up and we could take it over to the uh, to the equivalent of Goodwill or whatever. And one of our neighbors said, just uh, just put it on. There's a 
in that case, the this is this was in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City TV station is a marketplace that everybody looks at. Just put it on the marketplace and just say it's free, and your problem is solved. We went what? So we posted something basically that went something like: moving sale ended, have stuff left over, free. Multiple calls multiple calls of people, including one of the first ones was, do you still have your stuff? Yeah. I, I'll take it. Which part? All of it. Shows up, with a, shows up with a van. So the ad was <laughs> stuff left over from a moving cell. In other words, stuff no one wants to buy. He didn't ask, what is it? He didn't ask, how much is it? Like, how much <laughs> stuff do you have? It was, do you still have it? I want it all. And shows up in a van and cleans out the driveway and the garage of everything we don't want. And it just drives away. <laughs> and we're like, there's places where you have to pay people for this service. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It is available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podbean, wherever you get your pods. Search Talking in the number two. We set it in the open. No G, no space. We still have a page on Facebook, so tweet us on Facebook. Check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle or leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can always stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Or check out our website at talkingtotodd.com. Thanks, as always, to our listeners, especially the new ones. Please tell your friends and send us your feedback. Feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? So you're going to luck out here because I was desperately searching and I couldn't get it all done in time. I was going to look up to see how many uh, how many double digit losses the uh, Illinois had in the same time. <laughs> and I couldn't find that number. So for my darling wife, oh boy, boy did so, I. So you lucked out. So we're just going to assume they've been the same as Iowa and move on. And you're welcome. Well, if you have feedback on that or anything else, go ahead and send it over to us. You know the number. And until next week, we've been talking to Todd. If you ever fall off the Sears Tower, just go real limp because maybe you'll look like a dummy and people will try to catch you because, hey, free dummy. Jack Andy, Saturday Night Live. <laughs>